Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, not much new stuff in terms of trade rumors, but incredibly importantly, the Lakers are getting back a key part of the rotation as Austin Reeves looks primed and ready to get going later today. Austin Reeves has been dealing with a uh, pulled hamstring for a real long time now. He's missed upwards of 20 games, and, um, you know, there was some other bumps and bruises. When you play the way that he does, you are going to get kind of nicked up a little bit, especially this early in his career as he learns, you know, when to dive in on a play, when to take a charge, how to take a charge, who to take a charge on. All of that stuff um, is going to take a while for him to kind of get used to and also for his body to get used to the kind of beating that he puts it through given the way that he plays. Uh, But look, the Lakers desperately need him back. He's a secondary uh, creator uh, off of the catch. He is, you know, taller than (laughs) 6'2", which comes in handy. He was uh, one of the better shooters that the Lakers had by the time he went down, though uh, right before he he started his absence, we started to see some regression, I think. Uh, getting him back and getting him in rhythm will be really important. And look, uh, there's no easy way to say this, but if Austin Reeves or Max Christie and or Max Christie uh, were the, the line in the sand, in a Kyrie Irving trade, then he needs to play well, right? Like the 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 thing that we always kind of remember Taylor Horton Tucker for now is that he was the the line in the sand with Kyle Lowry, and he was the line in the sand with with some of the other negotiations that they that they had, and they you know it, it didn't turn out well because of the player that Taylor Horton Tucker turned out to be. Now part of that I think is still still had to do with the role that the Lakers were playing him in and him playing next to Russell Westbrook just never made a, a bunch of sense. But regardless, it isn't like he's lighting the world on fire in Utah either. So, yeah, if if Reeves wants to avoid being known for being the guy who the Lakers didn't want to trade uh, for Kyrie Irving, same goes for Max Christie, then both of those guys are going to have to really play well. And look, both have uh, outdone expectations, but as expectations get higher because of the way that they have played, they're going to have to continue to meet them. But regardless, I we could go. I could talk and ramble all all day long about about expectations and 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 the impact or opportunity cost by keeping them around. That doesn't matter as much. The Lakers need to start winning games. Austin Reeves helps helps them do that, so it'll be great to have him back. Now, as far as trade rumors go, you know, not really much to talk about here. The the Lakers obviously haven't made a move. Uh, this was just Monday in a week that usually, you know, like like we always say, like we always try to warn you, uh, these agents and or not agents, but executives in in the NBA. They love to procrastinate, and they're going to wait right until the final buzzer to see if they can, you know, get a couple extra second rounders or, you know, an extra contract that expires or or an extra player, whatever. Uh, the, the executives in 
professional sports do not like to do work before they absolutely have to. And uh, I, I think the lack of noise that we got on Monday was not exactly all that surprising. I will say, though, that it every single person, uh, either in podcast form or written word or just behind the scenes that I talk to, um, every single person is saying that the Lakers are still working really hard to get something done. Now, uh, I have found it interesting that almost all of the leaks after the Kyrie trade have seemed to kind of favor you know, the, the kind of things that the Lakers would want out there. They wanted to trade both of their picks. They, uh, you know, they were they were willing to take on money. Shams Karania, after Kyle Goon uh, reported earlier that uh, that in in some conversations around the league, there are people who think that uh, the Lakers don't want to, you know, take on too much money and and risk setting off the repeater tax next season. Uh, Shams Karania came out and said that because the Lakers tried to trade for Kyrie Irving, that somehow Lakers fans can feel better about the fact that they are willing to trigger the repeater tax. Um, look, uh, <laughs> I will believe that the Lakers are willing to trigger the repeater tax when they trigger the repeater tax. I'm not going to give them credit for doing so until they actually do so. Uh, but again, for the most part, the vast majority of all of these rumors and 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 morsels that came out after the uh, Kyrie Irving trade have made the Lakers look as good as they possibly could. You got the whole thing with Joe Sy and how uh, he was never going to do business with the Lakers, and you know that lets Rob Polinka off the hook. Um, and and it's, it's just it's just thing after thing after thing after thing, and it makes me feel like makes me a little nervous uh, about how much effort the Lakers are putting into that early. Uh, let's just let's just you know redirect some of that energy into getting something done because they definitely do, right? Objectively speaking, this is not a roster that is good enough uh, to even maybe make the play in, even despite how bad the West has been this year, how mediocre I guess the the West has been this year. So the Lakers have a lot of work to do. They have been connected to all kinds of names over the course of the day, and uh, they will continue to be connected to all of the uh, the all of the names. Basically, uh, I think Dan Wojcicki compiled a list here of uh, Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times uh, saying that the Toronto guards Fred Van Vliet and Kerry Trent Jr. are on the Lakers' radar. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is on their radar. Uh, obviously, Bojan Bogdanovich is is also on the Lakers' radar. Um, Harrison and I joked earlier today that what are the chances that the Lakers know they're, those are two different people? Um, Charlotte's uh, Terry Rozier is also apparently on their radar. Mike Conley is also seen as a possibility. Uh, I, I That list is a little light on wings for my liking. Uh, it, it appears that the Lakers are, are, if they are going to move Russell Westbrook, uh, really want to bring back a guard, which it doesn't seem like it should, it should be a very high priority for them. But uh, look, if Ham wants to play four guards at one time, you need four guards. So uh, yeah, I, I think as we get, Closer to the deadline, we are going to get you know some some more concrete stuff on this. Uh, we do know the, though that the Lakers are working, and for right now, that's really all we can ask for. 
but, you know, come Thursday, uh, they aren't going to get credit for working hard. Come Thursday, they're going to have to pull something off. All right, I went long on yesterday's lowdown, so I'm going to go ahead and call this one here. Uh, like I've said, if there is any kind of breaking news, you can expect me to hop on here and, and break that down as, as it comes out. Um, if there is anything of, of you know immense stature that maybe isn't even necessarily breaking news, um, I'll, I'll hop on here as well to do that, to take care of that. Um, but apart from that and a couple longer form podcasts that I'm working on scheduling out right now, um, just tune in when we throw these things out there. So until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.